the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, I'm Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for listening to the Town Hall Review Podcast, where we bring you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Our podcast is brought to you through partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece that I trust you'll enjoy. Someone who's always up early is Senator John Corden from Texas. He is, of course, elected to the United States Senate in 2002, began serving in 2003. He will be reelected this fall, though he has to fight a campaign, of course. And we're always ple- pleased to talk with him as he's a former member of the uh, Texas Supreme Court, as well as a great senator. Senator Corden, welcome back. Good to have you. Thank you, Hugh. Good to be with you. I guess this goes to show if you stay around the Senate long enough, an impeachment will have to be endured. Yeah, I, you know, it's Nancy Pelosi is sort of hanging this like a sort of Damocles over uh, President Trump. I'm, I doubt the founding fathers, uh, when the Constitution was written and ratified, had in mind that the House would impeach a president and then never send the articles over. But uh, we're all waiting on Nancy to see what she uh, does, and we're ready to deal with it when it comes. I am suspicious of constitutional innovation of this sort. We'll come back to that in a second. But I wanted to begin with your tenure on the Texas Supreme Court. You would have dealt with a lot of criminal law that is that's typically the province of the highest courts in the state. If a prosecutor had refused to press a case, had simply not had brought an indictment and then did not bring the trial, what would your Supreme Court have said about such a course of action? Well, at some point, uh, the, the prosecutors got a fish or cut bait. Uh, people who are who are charged against whom charges are brought have a right to a timely trial, a right to confront the witnesses against them and cross examine them, and all those basic rights, as you well know. And so, at some point, uh, I think my friend uh, Josh Holly. Uh, may be right. Uh, we, we may need to change the Senate rules and say, send the articles over, or uh, if you don't, then uh, we'll just dismiss them outright. And you're going to have to start over again. It really is an extraordinary moment. It's the last one I'll, I'll pause on. Nancy Pelosi is innovating with a process which has not been up for grabs since the framers made it very explicit. And I think it's implied in the fact that you have to suspend all business upon the receipt of the articles. So they clearly anticipated a fast process because it presents the country with a political uh, 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 turning point. So they're not supposed to do this. It's very, very obvious from the document itself. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we'd like to be able to get on with the nation's business and rather than deal with this. But uh, that's not our choice. Uh, We'd like to take up the USMCA, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Trade Agreement, which we'll be marking up today in the Senate Finance Committee. But to your point, once the uh, articles come over, if they come over, it displaces all over other business and we can't do anything else. Now, yesterday, an old friend of mine, Ambassador John Bolton, said he'd be available to testify. I laughed when I saw that. That's John Bolton doing three things, selling books, 
uh, raising money for Bolton Pack so he can support great conservatives like you, and daring and hoping that the Democrats will throw him into the briar patch, because if he gets asked questions through the Chief Justice, they're going to get lectures on appeasement. They're going to get lectures on Putin taking Crimea on their watch. They're going to get a lot of stuff from John Bolton. That is grabbing the knife at the wrong end, Senator. But I don't, I don't think they've thought this through. John Bolton is not a guy to trifle with. No, no. He's a very smart guy, as you, as you know, and uh, I'm sure he would not have said what he said without uh, gaming this thing out. And it could well be, if, in, if he is called as a witness at some point, uh, that his testimony would be enormously helpful to, uh, to President Trump. And I'm not sure that's what the uh, Democrats have in mind. Oh, that, that's exactly. I just think they imagine that he's mad. They're talk, they think of John Bolton as other than the patriot that he is. And he may have had disagreements with people, but there is no way he is going to go up there and advocate for Democratic results and advocate to uh, avoid the act actual policy conducted against Ukraine, which I believe you'll agree was far tougher under President Trump in support of Ukraine than President Obama, who sent them blankets. I do. I do agree. And uh, the President uh, Trump sent them uh, weapons that they could use to defend themselves against Russian aggression and and ultimately uh, sent the money that uh, that he was uh, that it was a subject to the impeachment inquiry. But, yeah, I, I just think this whole thing uh, is has gotten laughable if, if it weren't so serious. And I think uh, the American people see through it. Leader McConnell took to the Senate floor yesterday, said a hundred no vote for President Clinton should be a hundred no vote for President Trump. The rules that were good then should be the rules that are good now. How do your colleagues argue with that? Well, it's, uh, I think uh, Senator Schumer took to the floor as well, and he, he said that uh, they had other witnesses they want to call, which is really uh, quite an indictment of Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi's uh, impeachment inquiry. Obviously, if they think that it is insufficient to get the job done in the Senate, they're going to want to uh, backfill with other witnesses. I think really what they want to do is repeat the circus-like atmosphere that we saw in the House, which was not a credit to the House. And uh, as I've said before, the Senate is uh, the kind of place where uh, we're going to deal with our constitutional responsibilities seriously and soberly. Uh, I just think they see the handwriting on the wall in terms of the ultimate outcome and realize this has been a bad gamble for them. Now, Senator Cornyn, I want to talk to you about some of your colleagues past and present. Uh, Former Senator Lieberman was on Fox News yesterday, and he said this about uh, former Vice President Biden and Soleimani, cut number 10. Iran is an enemy. Soleimani led the enemy actions against us. We've come to a bad state if we are afraid to act against our enemies because we worry what well, they're going to do to us. A President Biden would have passed up the opportunity to take this guy out knowing what he has done. Frankly, I think if he were president, he might not have, because I I watched what President Obama, who he was vice president for, obviously, did to Anwar Awlaki, to a bunch of other uh, terrorist leaders who who President Obama ordered drone uh, attacks on and and killed them, and of course, uh, in the SEAL attack on Osama bin Laden. So, uh, you know, when you're in the Democratic primary or the Republican prairie, in this case, Democratic, you're in a bubble. You're appealing to a relatively small group of Americans. Senator Cornyn, I am astonished. I really am, because 
the Democrats seem to have forgotten that an American was killed by Soleimani's proxies two weeks ago. Four soldiers wounded, and he ordered an attack on our embassy that could could very well have uh, ended up in a nightmare. We retaliated, and they seem to be siding with Iran. Yeah, this is, of course, the latest uh, outrage in a long reign of terror under uh, under Soleimani as he uh, as he leads the, uh, the the effort of the Ayatollah to work through proxies like Hezbollah and Hamas in places like Lebanon and Syria. He's got the blood of about a half a million uh, Syrians on his hand by propping up uh, Bashar al-Assad, and and uh, he was planning other threats, uh, other attacks against the United States, just as he has done for so many years, but. I'm proud of uh, I'm proud of uh, Joe Lieberman for standing up and and setting the record straight and uh, and people like uh, Jay Johnson, uh, the former DHS uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary, who've risen above all this uh, uh, anti-Trump uh, mania, this hatred, this uh, Trump derangement syndrome, and and I think explained it uh, rationally and correctly. I do believe it is TDS, Senator Cornyn, because there is no other rational explanation for how many people could have gone so far off the roads. Here is your current colleague, Bernie Sanders, with Anderson Cooper yesterday, cut number 13. I'm not a lawyer on these things that might be, but this guy is, you know, was as bad as he was an official of the Iranian government. And you unleash then if China does that, you know, if Russia does that, you know, Russia has been implicated under Putin with assassinating dissidents. Stop right there. Senator Cornyn, he is he is comparing our elimination of the leader of the Quds Force in the wake of the killing of Americans, and as you said, the Syrian genocide, with Putin using assassins in the United Kingdom and radioactive poison. It's it's absolutely dumbfounding to hear this. Well, I mean, I think Bernie just... Uh disqualified himself again uh, to be president of the United States. If he doesn't believe that the Constitution compels the president, the commander-in-chief, to defend the United States and American citizens and American troops abroad uh, against terrorist actions like that led by Soleimani and the Iranian regime, then he's just he's not qualified to be president of the United States. Now, yesterday, uh Secretary Pompeo called your buddy Mitch McConnell, said, I'm not running for Senate. I think that means he believes very strongly in what he's doing. He's committed to it and that he thinks the president will be reelected. Is that how you read um, Secretary Pompeo's announcement? Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm a big fan of Secretary Pompeo. He was a great congressman, a great CIA director, and I think he's done an outstanding job as secretary of state. And obviously those decisions, are, in the end, are very personal decisions. Uh, we need to hold the Senate, though, uh, and reelect the president so we can continue to confirm uh, these federal judges, if, uh, if nothing else, uh, given, the, uh, given uh, Nancy Pelosi's leadership in the, in the House. But, yeah, I, I was a little bit disappointed but not surprised, and I'm sure we'll hear more from Secretary Pompeo in the future. Now, National Security Advisor O'Brien was on Fox and Friends this morning as well. He took a couple of shots by name at Ben Rhodes and the other Obama bros who were in the appeasement camp. They they bear that burden very poorly. They are shackled to the JCPOA, which looks worse and worse in the rearview mirror. But O'Brien went on to say that weakness is provocative and President Trump is prepared to respond. Do you think President Trump has reestablished deterrence, Senator Cornyn? 
Well, that's what uh, General Petraeus, David Petraeus, head of uh, CENTCOM, and of course uh, during critical years in Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, former CIA director said, is that he thinks this this uh, airstrike does begin to reestablish deterrence. Obviously, Soleimani was uh, was flying around the Middle East planning these attacks with the Shia militia against the U.S. and U.S. interests uh, with impunity. And uh, I think uh, President Trump. Um, to a lot of people's surprise, uh, took a very strong and correct action in taking him out. And I do think, um, I do think people in a similar position have to wonder whether, uh, uh, if they engage in the same activity, they'll end up in the same place as Suleimani. All right, a very quick question. John Cornyn for Senate is at johncornyn.com. You do have a race. I don't know that you have an opponent. Do you have an opponent yet? I've got three in the Republican primary and twelve in the Democratic primary, so uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a, a busy time leading up to the election in in uh, 2020, and obviously with the close race between Beto O'Rourke and Ted Cruz in 2018, I think Democrats are coming, uh, and a lot of money is going to be spent in Texas for the first time in a long time. So we're taking nothing for granted, and uh, appreciate all the support. I, I want I want listeners to this show, especially in my Texas affiliates, to go over to johncornyn.com, sign up to walk precincts, and do that sort of thing. Senator, the great state of Texas is going to pick up between three and five new congressional seats. The Electoral College is moving towards the red states. we got to keep Texas red. Do you think that that's a given? I don't think it's a given, but I think that will be the outcome if we do what we know we need to do, and it, it will be a glorious thing. John Cornyn, always a pleasure to talk to you, Senator. Have a good day. Thanks, you. JohnCornyn.com. It's, it's one of the easiest websites. I always think that people running for re-election overcomplicate it. Just put your name up there. J-O-H-N-C-O-R-N-Y-N.com. JohnCornyn.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. I want to talk to you for a moment about a group I've done work with for years, ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. You've seen how your freedom is under attack. Go to TownHallReview.com to find out how you can join Alliance Defending Freedom help ensure the opponents of freedom don't dictate your future. That's townhallreview.com. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. In the aftermath of President Trump's order to kill Qasem Soleimani, the leader of Iran's Quds Force and a terrorist, a lot of attention is being paid to an interview I conducted with then-candidate Trump in September of 2015. At that time, Trump was not familiar with Soleimani and admitted as much. But he added a clue to his thinking then, citing a story written about his unpredictability. Trump told me, you don't want to let people know what you're going to do with respect to certain things that happen. You don't want the other side to know. What Trump has demonstrated time and time again is the strategic value of this unpredictability combined with a willingness to use force. It has restored U.S. deterrence. The death of Soleimani is a reminder to Iran and to the watching world that it challenges the United States at its great peril. I'm Hugh Hewitt. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.